Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. We discuss uh, a bevy of topics within the esports industry from players, leagues, the games they play on top of the business of esports, which really is a, is an interesting aspect all on its own. And here to help me talk about really the, the data behind esports, let's welcome in Derek Pugh. He's the chairman of the board and CEO of Harina Data. Derek, thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to come on the, on the show and talk to us about a bevy of topics. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. So just a quick intro for, for people who don't know, Derek, you're, you're a seasoned uh, securities lawyer, investment banker, entrepreneur. Uh, you, you focused on solutions to fill the, the vacuums in the eSport and U.S. blockchain markets. You're also chairman of the board for, for Hashwa, which is a big U.S.-based cryptocurrency mining company, as well as your own managing partner for Puke Companies, LLC. Uh, you, you got a lot of fingers in a lot of different markets here, most of them tech-oriented. And so for people out there who don't know, in your own words, how would you describe yourself? Um, well, I'm, I'm somebody who spent a lot of my career basically building for where I am now. And, um, you know, in the spaces you can see that I address, they're mostly around this paradigm that I sort of discovered about 10 years ago of the merger of virtual world and real world. And all my businesses are really related to that. Obviously, cryptocurrency, which you mentioned, is digital currency somewhat fueled by virtual world. And, and what we do at Harina Data is merge and bridge play in virtual worlds and play in real worlds um, in ways that empower people to develop as better human beings, better players. So I've just been fascinated by this particular area for a while, and I bring to it the skills I derived from a, you know, a long career on the legal side, finance side, and, and then just in terms of running and starting companies. Right. And so uh, for people, again, who don't know, Harina Data, parent company of Gio, your uh, esports data analytics platform, helps helps players get discovered. Esports organizations manage their day-to-day operations and, and obviously do a lot of work with the uh, on, on the youth side of esports as well. But uh, I, I got to ask you, you mentioned this, this space beforehand. When you first heard of esports and that virtual space, what was your, I guess, your immediate reaction to it? Uh, so it was quite a while ago, actually, about 10 years ago, I was running a different company and I ran into the guys from Major League Gaming, which is now the platform that Activision Blizzard uses as their sports reporting platform. Mm -hmm. And I, I really wasn't aware of how large the audience was for video gaming. Um, back at that time, this is quite a while ago. And I want to say the Major League Gaming guys were pioneers in that space that opened my eyes to what a significant phenomenon it was in the world. And then I began to do an awful lot of research, um, thinking about, well, what does virtual world offer people that the real world doesn't? How, how do they interface? How much has that already developed? Um, and, and literally, that, that began to form what became the next 10 years of my career. Wow. So at the, at the time, were you dismissive of it or was it more just like an intrigue that you wanted to explore a little bit more, you know, 10 years ago? Uh, no, it was much more than an intrigue. I mean, it certainly became an obsession about five years later when I started these two companies and closed down on my other companies. I think, I think when people, when, when the average person sits back and thinks about things that they know and, and touch in the real world, for some reason, they, they view the virtual world as something that's not real. Mm. And, and maybe even the word virtual 
somehow suggest that. But when you really sit down and think about just people's experience in life, it transcends things that they do day to day in what we think of as just the regular physical world. And uh, no, I was never dismissive. Actually, I was just fascinated at, at uh, you know, how impactful virtual reality can be in somebody's life and how in some ways virtual reality may be more effective at doing things for people than, than what we think of as traditional world. No, I, I would agree wholeheartedly. It's it's interesting just the kind of overlap you see between the the virtual realm and and the real world and the effects that they can have on each other. Um, I, would you say there's a lot of overlap between that virtual gaming space and and I mean quote unquote the virtual currency space, the cryptocurrency kind of uh, trend happening right now? Is there a lot of overlap between those two industries? I don't think that there's the overlap that will eventually be. Um, if you think about the virtual world, people are buying and selling digital assets all the time. And what's interesting to me is if you talk to people that are beyond a certain age, they they will say sort of out loud that that's not a real asset that you're buying in a virtual world. But the reality is if you're willing to pay something for an asset, of course it's real. It's as real as anything else you're willing to pay for. So um, the difference, I think, in that virtual world is that traditional kinds of money become much less important in a virtual world than they may be in the real world. Obviously, if you were playing on a little league team and you needed to raise money for you know, your uniforms or your hats or something like that, and you happen to live in the United States, you're not really thinking twice about whether or not you're going to use U.S. dollars or try and collect U.S. dollars for that. But in a virtual space where you're buying assets from a digital something, some form of computer, and the players that you're playing with might be from multiple different countries, you don't care what the transactional medium is so long as you can acquire whatever it is that you need. So I think, I think in a lot of ways, the growing virtual economy is one of the hidden drivers of these new digital currencies because the traditional currencies become much less important. Right. It's, just, it's, it's an interesting little little industry we, we find ourselves in with cryptocurrency and, and, and esports as well. Like it's the two kind of play off each other in some certain ways. But I mean, you've been in the industry now for 10 years. What is something that has really surprised you when it came to working within esports, within that cryptocurrency, uh, you know, facet? Is it something that was, was simple or something that you didn't even consider about when you started working in this industry? I think it's, um, I actually think that it's the level of misperception and the amount of teaching that's required to get people to really understand the power and value of the virtual space and digital currencies. Um, you, uh, you know, you wouldn't, I, I think I wasn't expecting the level of pushback. Obviously, in the video gaming space, there was a lot of pushback about the idea that this was bad for kids mm -hmm. and that spending a lot of time in front of a TV playing a video game was bad. It led to violence. It led to other things. And I would almost say it even became politicized that way. In some ways, you know, the digital currency side of it is the same way. The things that take up headlines usually aren't true or correct. And a lot of our biases around it are based off of pretty modern things that have nothing to do with like general human experience. And when you can finally get people to just think about these not as some, you know, uh, 
evil something coming to do something to their children or to them mm -hmm. and instead think of it as an opportunity and something that is no different than any other development advancement tool that they might have in their life then i think they begin to understand it but i guess the thing that surprised me the most is how much education is required mm. like how much you have to talk to people to get them to really understand the virtual space I mean, uh, it's more of an asset at this point, right? Just that that kind of education to kind of really work in that in that sphere. Um, let's dive a little bit more into Harina data. And and for people who don't know, by the point of this interview, I'm sure they can read up articles on and they can read the the LinkedIn pages and everything. But in your in your own words, as CEO of the company, what exactly is Harina data, and what do you guys do? Uh, well, at its core, Harina data bridges traditional traditional play with virtual play. Um, I, what I'll say about that market is there, there's a lot to it that the world's not really ready for. There's, if you want to be a competitive video gamer or you want to be a competitive baseball player or you want to be a great actor, there are things that you can learn better in spaces that you don't necessarily spend your time in than the space that you do. So a video game athlete can learn things from traditional sport Traditional sport athlete can learn things from from the virtual sport, and in and for anybody who's just trying to advance themselves as a person, there's different things that they're going to learn better in those two worlds. So at, at the core of our business, Arena Data provides a play platform that we generally integrate with pre-existing communities of people that have already gathered people for some purpose of say development or play, and we provide them with a play platform for that. The company uses that as its aggregation product. And then once we have those communities, we deliver uh, solutions to those communities, commerce solutions, media solutions, and cognitive analytic solutions that we think augment what they're trying to do. And, and because we provide them as professional turnkey solutions, we give them something that is hard for them to get to without us. Right. That's 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 uh, such an interesting kind of industry to find yourself in. But I'm sure, uh, that, let me be honest, that, that's better than any LinkedIn uh, blurb I can read about Harina. It's been, and I'm hearing it right from the CEO himself. So I'm, I'm thank you for really establishing just what it is Harina data, data is and, and kind of uh, explaining what the market is for that, that kind of company. But really, what led to you joining, uh, you know, Sean Smith and that team at Harina as, you know, chairman of the board and then CEO? I want to say about six years ago, Sean, Bill Dever, and I were all engaged in a particular project around land center deployment. And something that was pretty clear to us was that there wasn't uh, a lot of experiential entertainment space that was sort of integrated to provide um, you know, so a solution for kids that were really interested in virtual world experience, whether it was video gaming, VR, or, um, or augmented reality. And, and in that project, while we were doing that project, we all sort of gathered together one night for dinner, and we realized that there was no metadata around, around eSport. You could find a lot of in-game statistics for players, but we knew that the ecosystem was moving towards some place where a more defined kind of play would have to begin to emerge in order for there to be regular competition between, say, universities or high schools or anybody else. And the place that we thought we could really add value was by creating 
other information about those players, metadata type information about those players, that colleges could better use to recruit them, that the players could better use to understand their own way of fitting into, say, a team or some, uh, you know, or, or even just an individual's like uh, game related team, as opposed to, say, a varsity team. And that led to the creation of the GEO score, which was a, a look at sort of base competencies of a player that were beyond the games that they played. This is a player that prefers to be an, an attack player. What, what do they provide to their teams that's you know, different from other players on their teams? Are they a nurturer? Are they a defender? Just like you would for any other sport. And we attempted to codify that with some level of scoring so that you could get some sense of, you know, not everybody, it's not a black and white thing. Not everybody's going to be a pure attacker, a pure defender. But you could get some sense about where they, you know, where they essentially fit in for skills regardless of what the game was. And, that, and that's how Geo started. Right. And that's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing because as a baseball head myself, I love statistics and I love data and I love the aggregation of it all. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really, when I first heard of Geo, I was super excited about it because it just means that there's a better way to track statistics is a better way to track it all and, and happening. And I'm glad to see that Harina data is really kind of leading the, the trail here on how to really, you know, put that together and put it into, into words and, and numbers on a screen for people to see. So uh, as CEO and chairman of the board, what does a day on the job look like for you? I'm sure there's meetings galore. I'm sure there's decisions to be made. What exactly is your day-to-day look like? Uh, I think it's important to know that obviously the day-to-day constitutes everything that you would imagine. Uh, Contracts, ensuring that sales cycles are working, making sure that the people that are managing our different projects are managing them in ways that are consistent with the rest of the business, dealing with our clients, our affiliates, our customers. But I'd say what gets me up every day is I'm very, very driven about this idea of providing people with tools to improve themselves that are not dependent on it being either either the traditional world or the virtual world. And that's probably, to me, the most exciting part of our business. Um, Other, you know, other founders in our business are going to find other aspects exciting. For example, Bill particularly focuses on the media aspect of what we do. Sean focuses more on the platform of what we do. But for me personally, the thing that really gets me up in the morning is dreaming up and constantly modifying thinking about how do I how do I convince and provide product to people to allow them to develop either as youth or young adults in ways that maximize the youth use of both virtual and non-virtual worlds. Mm-hmm. And that we have that in our in our product set called Cognisat. And Cognisat basically is a cognitive analytic tool that transcends traditional play and virtual play and attempts to help people figure out whether something that they're trying to get better at is going to happen more quickly through something they could do in the virtual world or something they can do in the traditional world and then tells you how successful you're being at doing that. Right. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting kind of, what would you say a, a move a day-to-day job for you? It's not, you know, it's not the norm for most people, but I mean, a, a lot of the work um, your company does, it's geared towards schools, towards kids, for example, uh, safe play, a new mobile platform you guys launched to help kind of keep kids safe online. What did you see to kind of take advantage of that opportunity with that, that space in, in the industry? Was it just like, nobody was really taking advantage of it. And you guys were just like, 
let's let's really figure this out and give parents a tool to use in regards to keeping their kids safer online. Yeah, it really comes from traditional sport, Kevin. Um, you know, like if you look at, for example, we affiliate with a number of state soccer associations. Mm-hmm. And if you look at why does a parent send their child to go play soccer with a state soccer association? And the answer is, well, they, they want the coaching. Maybe they have some aspirations of their kid playing soccer in college. And maybe the child does as well. But they're also counting on that organization to keep their kids safe. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the combination of is the combination of youth development plus youth safety is really the two primary elements of traditional sport organizations outside of schools. So when we partnered with those entities, from our perspective, is like why why wouldn't that transcend into the video world? You know, we're not we don't view video gaming as a standalone as a standalone sport. Mm-hmm. We view video gaming as a sport integrated with all other sport play. Same kind of learning opportunities, same kind of um, advancement opportunities, and even sometimes a crossover. Uh, there's plenty of traditional sport athletes that are also video gamers. So the idea of safe play really came from the traditional structure of state-based athletics. And we just took that and said, hey, this doesn't really exist in the in the video gaming world and if i'm a parent of an eight-year-old a 13-year-old or 14-year-old when they move into the virtual space they have no idea who they're playing against and that is very different from what a parent is expecting for pretty much any other kind of play with Mm -hmm. their child right you don't send your child to play little league and and have it turn out that they're playing with a 45 year old man (laughs) or you know that's just not what happens so so safe play has really been an extension of what we do with our state athletic programs, anybody can do it. But in order to do it, there's some steps that you have to take. A parent has to make sure that their child registers through the same process as a state program will force you to go through. That includes things like checking your birth certificate, validating where you live, making sure that you are who you are. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you have a video game play uh, arena that's similar or, or almost identical to traditional play. Right. And it, it's, uh, we, we talk about the virtual space a lot. And so I, I, when I heard about there was this Studio Gio kind of arm, a live esports events arm you guys were, have, uh, were handling, you partnered with MetaMedia. And I'm just curious with the return to live events coming soon, you know, maybe this fall, maybe early 2022, just how important are the live event spaces for Harina Data and, and for esports? So we're not, we're not really a tournament uh, producer sponsor. Mm-hmm. What we want to be is a way to promote basically the, the, the medium of video game play, which happens to be media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Gameplay for baseball is a baseball field. Gameplay for a video game is, is media. So uh, we actually have a, a deal that will be announced in another week or two that I can't talk about yet, even though it's signed where we have partnered with a significant organization to act essentially as the funnel of uh, a funnel slash producer editor of video game content for a very large distribution system of screens. Wow. And to, to us, it's as much about like the big tournament as it is about promoting local. So, um, it, you know, a local newscast reporting on, the high school football game 
should not be any different than that same newscast reporting on the local League of Legends tournament. And the media for short clip and the media for large screen, say, big tournament entertainment is just all part of the same continuum. So the reason for the existence of the media aspect of what we do is, well, that is the play platform of our primary product, which is virtual play. And we want to be we want to be the lead source for integrated distribution of that from small screen all the way to large screen because it helps every aspect of everything else that we do. Uh, and I want to ask you about that deal that's already sealed and, and, and delivered, but I, I know I'm not going to get much of an answer from you, so I'm not going to bother you too much on it. And so I'm just going to ask this. Besides that deal, what's on the horizon for Harina da- Data in the next few months, in the next year? What are some big initiatives you guys have planned either you know now or later? Uh, I can take you through, a, uh, let me take you through based off of each industry segment. Go for so it. So on the, on the gaming platform itself, um, we're going to be, we're going to be looking uh, this summer towards the end of the summer to freshmen, transfer students coming back to school, social play for people to meet each other, primarily for all of our college and university clients to use our platform to manage their rec play all the way up to potentially their varsity play. So that's certainly going on in the background right now. That's a pretty significant project. Um, you know, the next term is like literally three months is a day in our industry. So the this next significant product project will be the eSport Combine. We believe, even though there's a lot of entities out there that can find people to watch, we believe that in terms of actual recruitment, we run the largest eSport Combine anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 500 uh, over 500 players who played through our platform has found their way to college scholarships. I think we were probably the first people out there. A lot of people have copied us since. So we run a major virtual and um, in-person eSport combine with the Indiana Sports Corp in Indiana. They're the same entity that combines with the NFL for the NFL combine. They ran this year's NCAA basketball tournament. Um, it's, it's a significant partnership and it's a great way for young people who are trying to advance their career, particularly by going to college to get discovered and go to some great schools that are looking for great athletes. So those are on the platform perspective. Those are probably the two largest projects on the cognitive analytics side. Uh, we have major pitches out to a handful of division one colleges who are looking to use this integrative approach to analyzing, working with training, recruiting their athletes in a way that transcends just what they can learn from traditional sport, but also tests, monitors, plays, helps uh, helps develop athletes in the virtual world using our Cognizant platform. We have that same pitch out to a number of youth athletic organizations. I think during the summer we're going to see some significant amount of uptake of that. Uh, we think that this is probably the most effective way to really look at uh, young people who are athletes either in a virtual world or traditional world. And from the, from a commerce perspective, we continue to keep adding new teams and other people that want to use our e-commerce skills to deliver just their regular uniform gear, whether you're a e-sport team, whether you're a traditional sport team, whether you're both, we do all, we bridge all of that and provide them with professional turnkey solutions. We're actively signing up traditional sport clubs and esport clubs around the country now and i think that will continue to grow during the summer and that's that segment's biggest focus and then the last segment is media 
media is working on a couple of very significant transactions with professional sport like organizations, um, some of the big publishers around events that they have, uh, providing turnkey media solutions for non-traditional esport reporting entities that are looking for a way to add that to their basically basket of goods. And, and that's the primary focus for that group for the next three or four months. I think you're going to see some pretty, some pretty significant transactions out of Harina data in the media space, uh, certainly by August, September this year. Well, you guys have a lot of things going on, and I'm, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know how, how as a CEO, you kind of keep it all on track, but uh, you're doing a great job of it. And I just want to read this quote to you really quick from uh, the CCO of Super League Gaming, you guys partnered with earlier this year. Harina uh, Data is one of the best kept secrets in video gaming and esports, and they make gameplay and esports more accessible than ever to an ever increasing global audience of players fans and viewers you hear that compliment you think uh you think to yourself like maybe we're on the right track or is that just something like well you know what this is another compliment to add to our resume but that's really that i gotta tell you we're very grateful really really grateful for all the people that we get to work with out there and i want to say that i think everybody on our team tries tries to be that best person that someone can work with in this space. So if that was Anne at Super League, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of having her uh, say that because that's not, that's not really about me. That's about the entire team of Arena Data. And, and that, that's just awesome. So yes, luckily, most of our, you know, we, we tend to operate very under the radar. And most of the, um, most of the, uh, most of the people we, we, we get to do business with, we got to do business with because someone word of mouth told them about us. Right. We, we really don't do a lot of advertising. We don't have any influencers pushing our business. Um, it's all about like producing really well for clients and having them introduce us to their friends and other people in their space. And I think you guys are doing a great job of it. And, and word of mouth is clearly working for you guys. And no need to put some uh, advertising money down anytime soon. So I wish you guys the best of luck moving forward. And, and thank you for coming on. I really appreciate that. Kevin, I'm very grateful. Thank you. No problem. You can visit uh, geo.gg, at geoscore on Twitter, harinadata.net. Anything else uh, that we can visit, we'll throw it out there in the, on the podcast description. Derek, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. I appreciate it so much. And we wish you, again, the best of luck. Thank you very much, Kevin. He's Derek Pugh, CEO, Chairman of the Board for Harina Data, and I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.